0: Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bitcoin Basics. I'm Gordon and I'm here with my partner in crime, Faris. Before we get started, our proof recording. The current Bitcoin price is 34925 The satoshis per dollar, so that means $1 equals 2,863 satoshis. And the current Bitcoin block height is 689,014. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, head across to bitcoin.clarkmoody.com and the links in the show notes as well. So first, we've had some pretty interesting Bitcoin price movement of late is Bitcoin in a bull market or a bear market?
1: So with this question, um, first we kind of need to define what is a bull in a bear market. And you'd be surprised to know that there is no real unison on what the terminology is. Um, Some would describe it as something that has experienced a 20% drawdown. So if the stock market or oil went down by 20%, um, that 20% correction people would define as a bear market. Um, that is based on price, but not necessarily, but not time. So we've already seen a couple twenty percent declines in the um, U.S. equities, but a week later they're back up there. So even though it went down twenty percent, people would say, "Oh, we were in a bear market." It lasted a couple of weeks. I don't know if you could call that a bear market. Um, the other one is. This is a, one that traders use, is traders will have what they call a moving average. They'll have a 50-day and a 200-day moving average. The 50-day is an average of the last 50 units that you're looking at. So if you're looking at a day chart where each ticker um, or each bar is a day, the last the average of the last 50 days, so that's a moving line. And that will follow pretty closely where the price is. The 200-day moving average is the average of the previous 200 days. So um, when you get the 50-day line cross below the 200-day, that's telling you that in the short term, the market's going down. Because the average of the 50-day, the, the most recent 50 days, the price is lower than the 200-day average. So that means that the short term, Prices are going down compared to the long-term average. So when you get that cross and traders refer to as a cross, then they'll say we are in a bear market. That however, is a lagging indicator. You tend to have a 20% decline before you get that cross. So this is one of those things where by the time you get the signal that you're in a bear market, if you were a trader and you were long, you've lost money already. So it, you know, to say, oh, we're in a bear market because it went down 20%, you're already hurting if you were long. If that death cross comes into play, you're already hurting because you were long. So they're lagging indicators. The
0: Did you know we provide a help desk at bitcoinbasics.help? Do you need help buying Bitcoin on an exchange or transferring your satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet? Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop, mobile or hardware wallet. Is your security hygiene up to date? We provide individual one-on-one support regardless of your understanding of bitcoin size of investment or level of technical ability visit bitcoinbasics.help
1: sorry i've got a question in the audience yes gordon
0: mm, the audience of one um, for all the audio listeners we're not actually looking at charts we're keeping this sort of chart free but uh, faris yeah. and i actually like trading and if you head across to BitcoinBasis.help, you can sign up for a free view account. So don't worry, we're not selling anything. It's a free account. And uh, I don't know about you, Ferris, but I find TradingView absolutely fantastic. It's clean and sort of, you know, all the indicators, whatever, get out of your way. So for a non-trader, technical trader like myself, um, yeah, have a look at TradingView.
1: Yeah, especially for crypto. I only use TradingView for my crypto trading um, and yeah, crypto um backdrop. Um, so look, Bitcoin, uh, before I go into why Bitcoin is different, one thing that to me is how do you determine if you are in a bear market is you'd want to say, have you corrected below the previous all-time high? So for example, if you look at the US um, equities in 2008, they actually went below um, Sorry, I am going to bring something up on a chart because I don't want to make any mistakes here live. So the all-time high for the NASDAQ in the US in up leading up to 2,000. And so we had an amazing run in the 2000s um, where the NASDAQ went to 2,200 as a high. And then it corrected all the way down to 1,000. That that was more than a 50% drop. So that went below the the all-time high decades earlier, so uh, years earlier. So when you break below previous all-time highs, then I would say that, yep, you are definitely in a um, bear market. Uh, So to look at that, for example, we went to, Um, With Bitcoin, Bitcoin has been in two bear markets where we hit all-time highs. Uh, The last bear market was 2018, 2019, where we actually went below the highs previously. So on a regular um, chart, you would say, yep, Bitcoin's had two bear markets where we broke below the previous all-time highs. We traded an all-time high. We traded below that for a significant amount of time. Um, it took quite some time before it rebounded. Um, if you look at Bitcoin on a logarithmic chart, so a logarithmic chart, what that does is instead of showing you how the price is going up by unit of price or so by dollars, it's showing you the gain in percentage. Now, if you look at most things on a logarithmic chart, what it does is it just smooths it out. It's a much finer line. It takes away a lot of volatility it's not tradable. You don't trade logarithmic. Um, it's a longer term time, um, time chart. Now, Bitcoin is different because, uh, what I've been talking about so far is the price and the metrics on a chart, but there's also fundamentals involved. So with the NASDAQ, that is the NASDAQ 100 has hundred companies in it. You could have, you know, 90 companies doing very well, 10 are doing terribly. So 10 of those companies could be in a bear market, nine of them in a bull market, and then NASDAQ's going up. Um, Those 10 bad ones just are phased out in the average. So the fundamentals of Bitcoin are stronger than they've ever been. Um, We now have, um, you know, Jack Dorsey is regularly tweeting how Bitcoin is the most important thing he's working on in his lifetime. We have whole new businesses based on Bitcoin, such as um, you can now lend your um, Bitcoin and receive a home loan. So this was not available two years ago or five years ago in the last bull runs. So the Lightning Network is really taking off. So there are more and more fundamental reasons to be bullish for Bitcoin.
0: Not to mention, sorry to interrupt, but potentially 12 Central and South American countries going to use Bitcoin as legal tender.
1: Yeah, exactly. So more and more, we're getting good news in Bitcoin. But if you look at the price today at 34000 when a couple months ago we were at all-time highs of $64,000, we have had a 53% correction. So the fundamentals will tell you one thing, and the charts will tell you something else. Why is that? Um, basically, it was euphoria. Um, so there's two things. At the end of the day, when you're looking at a chart – The story is in the chart. Right now, the chart's telling you that um, we've had had the death cross, the 50 moving average has gone below the 200-day moving average. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's what traders use, the 50 and 200-day moving average. 200 days is about how many trading days you have in a year. Now, that is because the NASDAQ is open five days a week and it's closed on public holidays. So that's why I use 200 days. It shows you an, a yearly average. Bitcoin's different. Bitcoin is open during public holidays and it's open seven days a week. So if you look at a 364 day moving average for Bitcoin, that is around $20,000 right now. So we have not had a death cross. If you want to use a longer moving average to compensate for those extra trading days you get in Bitcoin, which I think you should do because Bitcoin is open and tradable on public holidays and on weekends, unlike anything else. The other reason is if I would say that Bitcoin is in a bear market, if we start trading below $20,000, that was a previous all-time high um, because we, had, we went up to 20,000 in um, 2017, we hit it again in 2020, and then we just tripled from there. If we go below 20,000 and we trade below, that's a confirmed um, bear market. Now, as I said early on, anything that goes below 20%, some people will say that's in a bear market. However, Bitcoin can lose 20% in 36 hours and regain it in 48 hours. So it's very hard to say you're in a market when that happens in one week. So if we get below $20,000, I'd say, yep, Bitcoin has experienced a bear market. If we get to $20,000, I would say that is an incredible buying opportunity because of the fundamentals behind Bitcoin today. So, if you're a trader, I would be having some orders to buy Bitcoin at just above 20 grand. Um, Reason just above is you don't want to get too greedy. Um, I'd be adding five to 10% above 20 grand. So, 21,000 to 22,000, I'd be buying. Um, and you'd have a stop loss, you know, uh, below eighteen thousand, just to be safe. So it's pretty wide, but means you can catch that knife if you are a very risky trader. But that's personally what would I like to see? I would actually like to see Bitcoin come back and test the twenty thousand dollar mark, and then I can say go to hundred grand. The reason I think we had this correction was euphoria. Um, if you follow any crypto on Twitter, uh, FinTwit, you'll see when we were. Um, above $50,000, people would start putting laser eyes on their profile saying $100,000 is in reach. And that was just euphoria. Um, Peter Brandt, who trades Bitcoin, alluded to this as well. He said, yep, we're getting euphoric here. So even though the price was looking really good, we were overextended and the sentiment was too high. And that's what happens in markets. You can just get carried away with yourself. It's like a sprint. You run too far, too fast, and you exhaust yourself. And you just need to take a break before you start running again. So that's where Bitcoin is now, we're consolidating. Uh, If we close again below $30,000, I do see us revisiting 20 grand. Um, And I think that would actually be a good thing. If we revisit 20 grand, you scare off the weak hands, and then we start climbing again towards the next big round number, which is 100,000.
0: Well, what you just said, Faris, is complete nonsense because Bitcoin's been in a bull market since 2009. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you put any stock in, well, not stock, do you put any um, uh, worth in the Bitcoin's fear and greed index?
1: Um, I think it is. It's, it's hard to gauge because it, it, no, it's not hard to gauge, honestly. So to me, my fear and index is on Twitter. Um When I see people yelling to the moon, yeah Bitcoin's going to the moon, people are posting that they're buying Lamborghinis, that's where I put it into. Um, because to me, the Bitcoin community is very active on Twitter. Um, and you got to remember, this is the other thing about Bitcoin with the fundamentals is that not every, you know, less than 5% of the global population own Bitcoin. So there's still a long way for it to go. So, on a fundamental level, Bitcoin is still growing. And Bitcoin traders, we're used to seeing gains of 3000% and then corrections of 90%. So, for us, a 50% correction, oh, we've been through this. For new people, it is terrifying. You get into something, and then a week later, it's down 50%. You see something that, and you're new to that space, you're like, this thing's broken. I'm not getting involved. So, for us, a three thousand percent increase and a you know ninety percent drop, we're accustomed to it. The problem is three thousand. You're not. I don't think you're going to see those three thousand percent increases from here because you're. You know, it's one thing going. You know, from one dollar to three thousand. It's another thing going from where we are now to three million. It's unlikely that you're going to see those huge increases when you're talking five digit numbers as opposed to single digit numbers. Um. So to me, I look at what's happening on Twitter, and that's my fear and greed index. If people are getting very cocky, then I'll start to worry. But at the end of the day, the stories in the chart, I will have to admit that this topping process that we saw did surprise me because we did have some daily corrections around 64,000, which to me looked healthy. We had some decent 10 15% corrections, and they rebounded. I was very surprised a rebound around 62,000, 64,000 did not follow through. That did surprise me.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Yeah. I mean, when, when people are asking me, you know, should I buy Dogecoin or PancakeSwap? It's like, um, yeah, maybe, maybe the market is topping. So Put on your, uh, put on your rose colored glasses, stroke your uh, crystal balls. Where are we heading now? Like where, where are we? Crystal balls, that? plural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stroke your crystal balls. Um, can you, I, I know why everyone you wants. To, if,
1: you, if one crystal ball can predict the future, why do you need two of them?
0: <laughs> well, you need two. You need uh, perhaps a, you need a, a positive and a negative one. And they balance okay. out each other,
1: yin and yang. All right, all right. Sorry, go ahead with your question. No, no, where to from here? Um. So this week, uh, look, if we, we've we had some pretty decent wicks, which means the price has gone down to about 30,000, and 28,000 and bounced. My concern is they were lower each time. So we, two weeks ago, we bounced heavy off 30 grand, but then we retested at 28. So if those tests get lower and lower, people are going to get out. Because if you, it's psychologically, if you buy something at a point, and then, so if I buy it at 30 grand, two weeks later it's at 28, I'm like, hmm, I was actually in negative territory for a period there. And if you see it go back to 30, you're like, okay, I'm just going to get out and cut even, break even here. So I think if we don't follow through this week and 35 grand is a key limit, if we don't hold above 35,000 this week, and we end the week closer to 30 grand, then I see a drop potentially back lower to 20,000, because there's quite a vacuum between 20 and 30. There's no what I call levels of support between 20 and $30,000. That's why I think if it does that, I'd be having some orders to buy at between 20000 and 22000 in there. That's where I'd be having some orders to pick up some Bitcoin in that area.
0: Now, the obvious question to someone who's looking at getting into Bitcoin, perhaps for the first time, what should they do? Dollar
1: cost average. So what we've been describing is a good way to lose money and lose sleep. So... Um, yeah. At the end of the day, if you dollar cost average, you're not stressed about this. You don't care if you're buying at 35, you don't care if you're buying at 22, you don't care if you're buying at 65,000 because you're getting in. And that's the number one thing with Bitcoin,
0: just get in. What is dollar cost averaging? So dollar do? cost
1: averaging is where every day or week you simply purchase a set amount. And it's called the, you know, as I just mentioned, the sleep at night factor. How much money are you willing to lose that will not affect your sleep? And if it's a you know ten dollars a day, a hundred dollars a day, um, you know, a thousand dollars a week, whatever that price may be, what you can afford to lose without losing sleep is what you put in the bitcoin. And you don't look at the price, you just you can set it up automatically where you just buy that dollar amount of Bitcoin every day or week, regardless of the price.
0: Yeah, excellent. Absolutely, the best way to accumulate Bitcoin. And we have plenty of uh, resources on BitcoinBasics.help. We've even interviewed some DCA companies uh, around the globe to do that. Uh, Last but not least, um, I was going to ask you, is Bitcoin in the bubble? But that's perhaps a question for another time, unless you want to answer that now.
1: Well, I mean, as I alluded to earlier, it's fundamentally, no, we're not in a bubble because a bubble is something that's patent is about to burst. Bitcoin adoption is still very, very early. Um, the network is growing in that we've got businesses growing around Bitcoin. Um, so it just used to be, you know, people would buy Bitcoin as, oh, it's an interesting new technology. Um, I remember when you told me about it, Gordon, you're interested from a tech side, it said, you know, the blockchain, I had to learn about the blockchain. But now we're seeing people buy Bitcoin, not understanding the blockchain, which is okay. Um, and we're seeing services, new services come around about Bitcoin. So fundamentally, um, it's getting stronger and stronger. The price, um, I got toppy based on sentiment. So we're still in a secular bull market, in my opinion. Um, what would change my mind is based on price, if we close below and hold below 20 grand for a few a few weeks. And yep, we basically had a... Very short lived bull market from just shy of 20,000 to 65,000. It would have been a very quick bull market Um, that corrected very quickly. Um, So, is it a bubble? No, because if you bought this time last year, you have still tripled your money. Uh, Sorry, no, doubled your money. Um, And you would have tripled it when it was at 65. So, I don't think you can say something that, you know, I purchased it 12 months ago and I've doubled my money. It's, yeah, it's in a bear market. It, I, I would call it a bubble in price. Um, yeah, if we close below 20 grand, then yes, you can look back and say that was a mini bubble based on price, but not based on time, just because it didn't last very long. So two things to look at bubbles is it how long it's been in a bear market bull market which indices around the world have been in a bull market based on time. They have never lasted this long without a significant correction. Um, And then you gotta look at the price as well. So, But Bitcoin is different because we just have, we have these 90% corrections all the time. Um, I know in the 2017 bull market, we had nine corrections of 30%
0: or more. Mm, I guess gold's been in a bubble for 8,000 years or something. (laughs) Last but not least, because I'm too lazy to look at other charts, and you do an excellent Bitcoin and markets, which I will link in the description of this, so you guys who are more interested in investing and trading should definitely check out Faris's excellent Bitcoin and markets. Um, is Bitcoin uh, coupled or decoupled from gold, equities, stocks at the moment? What's happening there? Um <laughs> I would actually say it's probably a leading indicator to what's going on there.
1: Um, This last month, last few weeks has actually been really interesting because on a fundamental basis, gold and silver um, should be doing incredibly well. And gold had a breakout. Where on a pattern chart pattern it looked like it looked like a really clean breakout, and then at one day it gave a lot back. It just dropped, and that's because the U.S. dollar went up, um, and there's an anti-correlation between the U.S. dollar and commodities because they're priced in it. So the more dollars you have, the more gold and um, silver and oil and you can buy. Um, It's the same thing with the grain markets. We're seeing this incredible volatility where they are going up. And anyone can look at the price of lumber. I mean, lumber just skyrocketed more than Bitcoin, if you look at it on a a chart. But one thing to remember is all markets are traded by people. So it doesn't matter what it is. It's people that are buying and selling. And it doesn't matter what the market is. There's emotion involved behind it. And there's two emotions. One is the fear of missing out. And the other one is the fear of losing money. Fear of losing money tends to tends to trump the fear of missing out. That's why people that write financial newsletters, the headings are not "It's great times, get in." The headings are "There's a doom coming, prepare for it." Um, so Bitcoin um, had this correction. And then we've seen grain markets, gold markets, and other currencies pegged against the U.S. dollar fall—not pegged against U.S. dollar, but trending, swapped against U.S. dollar fall afterwards. So I'd say Bitcoin is the leading indicator. We had Jared Dillon on the show twice, and he picked this quite early when he actually told his um, his people to sell at forty-two thousand. It then went up to sixty-four, and he said, "I still hold by my position." And he actually said he's concerned about not just bitcoin but hype in all the markets um, and so i think bitcoin has been a leading indicator on sentiment to the other markets
0: and it's so easy to trade nowadays like we're we're not in the us but there are a lot of us apps and even in other countries as well where people normally would have to sign up to some sort of investment or trading account at the bank or whatever but nowadays with these apps on pretty much every platform You've got people who normally wouldn't trade. I mean, I'm I'm watching um investment and trading apps on NBA games during the finals. So it seems like, you know, just everyone's trading at the moment.
1: I know it's very popular there. Like I'm seeing the ads everywhere. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how many people are, are actually trading, um, the amounts that they're trading. But yeah, just because something's publicized, I don't, I think, yeah, don't know how many people are actually using it though. I mean, I've never bought anything off Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, even though it's there, it doesn't mean that you're
0: using it. Mm. I just assume if they're marketing and advertising it, then the the, the audience is growing. growing but uh, It'd be yeah, interesting yeah, to anyway. find that out. All right, Faris, excellent information. How about you have the final word?
1: Um, my final word is I'm going to throw it to Gordon because I've spoken plenty in this episode. <laughs> I already no, told you it's okay. been in a bull market since 2009. That's it. So yes, so if you bought Bitcoin 2009, obviously you are not looking back. Um, it it'd be very difficult to hold something because there's a lot of hindsight. I remember seeing a tweet where someone wrote, "That's it. I'm fed up. I can no longer handle Bitcoin's volatility. I'm selling all my Bitcoins at eight dollars." <laughs>
0: yeah. Right.
1: And Look, yeah. he that sounds like how could you, but he didn't know it would go to this price. No one knew. I mean, a lot of people sold their bitcoins at a thousand, and that's a thousand, it's ridiculous. So, you know, I mean, I've seen price predictions where bitcoin can go to 400,000 or all the way to 10 million per bitcoin. Um, and the math adds up at the end of the day, no one can believe it. I mean, I remember uh, Christine Jacobson, I think it was on a podcast when. He asked, and he, um, he. I think he's with Saxo Bank, and he, huge trading desk. He asked one of his analysts, "Where do you think Bitcoin can go?" And his analyst said, "100 grand." And he laughed at him. Well, we're not far off. So we got yeah. to 65. So it's one of those things where we simply are not used to thinking in these terms, because um, you can't think of a stock of a single product going to hundred thousand dollars um although no that's not fair berkshire hathaway warren buffett stock price is two hundred fifty thousand 000 per or was 250 000 per stock price and you know why that is supply and demand they only issue a certain amount and bitcoin's the same It's supply and demand there's only ever going to be 21 million created due to human error 7 million have been lost So it's supply and demand. That's why I'm a firm believer in Bitcoin and nothing else at the moment, because of the irrefutable economic law of supply and
0: demand. And the fact that there's a fixed supply. Exactly. Thanks, Faris. That was excellent. And again, for those who are more interested in trading and investing and sort of market updates, Faris does an excellent Bitcoin and markets, which I'll link in the episode description. Thanks, everyone, and see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help.
1: Disclaimer Any content provided by Coin Compass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit CoinCompass.com for more information and please contact us.